1: I want to tell y'all about a new podcast we are absolutely loving, Dream Boy, a new fiction podcast from Night Vale Presents, mm. is a mysterious love story inspired by Spielberg's cinematic blockbusters that The Guardian called an instant
2: Night Vale classic. Mm. Dream Boy follows Dane, a spun out musician spending the winter in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh. Dane Ugh. has two goals keeping his job at the Pepper Heights Zoo, and trying not to waste all his time on Grindr. Same girl. Wow. Dream
3: Boy is out now. Find out more at dreamboypodcast.com or search for Dream Boy, all one word, in your favorite podcast mm, app. You know the one. Mm. Yes. Dum, dum, da-dum, dum, oh dum, 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 dum. Hi! I, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gab fest where a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, identity, culture, what we like to read, and who we like to read. Food for Thought. 935,600 dick pics. Oh my That's God. That's wow. we measure. We you. measure a year. Wow. Okay.
2: Well, done. Done. Right. <laughs> so done.
1: We have to go.
3: Uh, this <laughs> podcast cancels. I am Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer. And as always, I will travel for good dick around the city, around the country, and around the world. And around the corner. <laughs>
1: I'm Fran. um, I'm a writer. I'm an editor. And no, pineapple does not make your semen taste good. It's an urban (laughs) myth. You All all semen semen taste good.
3: No, that
2: (laughs) That is is a lie. (laughs) That is (laughs) also (laughs) a myth. (laughs) That is a lie. I'm Dennis Norris II, and I'm a reader, a writer, a former figure skater. And my inner white girl name is Trish. Oh my God, Trish. I love her. Is Trish from (laughs) Florida? Uh, Trish is from Ohio know, of yeah, Like me Of
4: course, of course. <laughs> And I'm Meredith Lucin I'm an author, journalist And server of albino tilapia realness <gasps>
2: I'm uh, dead. Albino tilapia realness. Yes,
1: that's right. Today, I'll take three fish tacos. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Today, in the studio, filling in for Teebs, we have Meredith Toulouse. And thank you for coming. Mm, thank, you, yeah. baby, thank you. My she pleasure. pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely uh, a joy and a treat. A writer, and a dream. savant extraordinaire, working on a forthcoming book called Fairest. And yes. We just mm. cannot. We're mm. absolutely excited for it. But anyways, what, a title. what do we have in the menu this week, Dennis?
2: Y'all, on tonight's episode, we ask you to make difficult body choices. Our thought of the hour regales us with a tale of Italian thunder thighs. <laughs> we walk you down the aisle. And for dessert, we become After the White
3: House. Oh, wow. Take it away. Mwah.
1: I'm feeling a little peckish, so uh, let's start the top of this show the way any good top should, with a little tease, a little something to wet your palates and your minds. And uh, today we're going to amuse your booshes. I'm sorry for the way I said that. (laughs) With uh, a game. Joe, what's the game for us today? Yeah,
3: so we're going to play our classic trademarked game, blown, Bone Block Bench. Classic. For, blown. <laughs> for blown bo- that episode, also works, Joe. Blown for this episode bo- about marriage and homonormativity, um, this is our Thoughtified version of Marry, Fuck, Kill. Bone is to fuck, obvs. Um Bench is to marry, because you're keeping them around for the long term. And here on Food for Thought, we simply do not believe in marriage. Or and, do we? <laughs> actually, don't speak. Or do we? Or do we? do <laughs> we? <laughs> find out Spoiler dun, 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 dun. Um, and block is obviously to kill alright blown bone <laughs> what's wrong with me bone block bench y'all ready bone bench block yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds good first up we have an easy one Oprah Ellen and Wendy
1: Wendy as in Williams
3: yes
2: <laughs> it Ooh, actually took me a minute yes. I was like Wendy who <clears throat> which is funny because I love Wendy Williams oh. so I'm gonna go ahead and bench Wendy Williams because she's really not that useful Oh, okay. I'm going to bone <laughs> Oprah. You okay? Then block Ellen. Dennis, Dennis is Dennis fully happy about the straight. game. <laughs> I forgot. always get confused.
4: <clears throat> I, I am benching Oprah. Oh, you know, I interesting. Yeah. I mean, I just yeah. feel like Wendy gets
1: blocked. She's of I'm, these I'm, three. Yeah, for she's sure. Definitely blocking. Gets yeah. Blocked. yeah, absolutely blocking Wendy. I think I'm going to bench. That burp that just came out of me. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna bench. Yeah, I'm gonna bench
4: Oprah for the mm-hmm. long game. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, long yeah. game with Oprah. Yeah, yeah, right, and next... I'm definitely gonna bone Ellen. Uh, yeah, for Ooh, sure. Would yeah. watch. Would <laughs> Yeah. Now imagining
1: Ellen just like dancing. <laughs> oh my god! Not, like in lingerie. <laughs>
4: No, I picture that.
3: That's how Ellen rides
1: plastic I wanna, dick.
4: I want to wake up between Ellen and Portia. Oh. I wasn't
2: entirely sure that Ellen was riding the, the plastic I think pickup. so. I, think I don't know. I don't know.
4: Next
3: up, we have RuPaul, Sasha Velour, and Katya, I'm not even going to try to pronounce oh her my last God. name. Mm-hmm. I know. I wrote this one specifically to make your head explode, you. Block
4: RuPaul. Agree. Uh, fair. Okay. Yeah,
1: I think I'm going to block RuPaul too. Uh-huh, that's an easy Just one. easy for the trans- and I am going to bench um, Sasha because she's my forever. And then I'm going to have to bone Katya I bet Petrova. Sex-
4: I can, bet I, can I bet, can I both bench and bone nope, Sasha? No, that's not how no, the game works. That's not how the game, not game works. Game You're cheating. Work. Nice Difficult try, choices. Meredith. <laughs> Difficult
2: choices. I bet
3: Katya is fucking crazy in the <laughs> sack. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah.
2: fucking Buck, Buck Wild.
3: Buck Wild. I'm,
2: I'm going to block RuPaul because I too don't want to live on a ranch in Wyoming. Oh, that's true. That's a really good point. Um, And I'm going to bench Sasha and Bone. Katya there we go mm. yeah I, I want some crazy drag does RuPaul
4: just have like a broke back Mountain kick or no his or husband whatever. it's kind of a Dolly he, Parton yeah. situation where you know yeah. Dolly Parton
1: like keeps her husband in like a, a house like in the middle yep. of the <laughs> country it's yep. the same RuPaul has like a husband in like
3: Montana or Wyoming
4: yeah, fascinating yeah
3: next up we have CrossFit cardio, and weightlifting. Oh, God. Ooh. It's sports.
1: Can I, Can I... sports, okay, everybody. So...
3: <laughs> block CrossFit.
5: Agreed. Oh, uh-huh.
3: I just wanted everyone to come t- together
2: and hate on CrossFit. You <laughs> actually... Dennis- Wait, Dennis, you've never done CrossFit in your <laughs> life. No, 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 no. I'm not doing CrossFit, but I will happily... Um, I'm happily going to bench CrossFit in hopes that CrossFit is where I will meet my husband. Oh God, Oh god,
3: god. Dennis! Dennis can you love yourself just a little more? That's I don't know what you're so talking
2: sad. about. I feel like I love myself very much when I'm in the arms of those men, Sean. Um, yeah, I'm benching cardio okay. because it's the
4: consistent part of my life. Yes, okay. and, yes. yeah, and I will bone. Um, weightlifting lifted. because it's wow. what I do whenever I want to get laid. Yeah.
1: Ah! Fair. Fair. Oh my God. Fair. I love this. Okay. Well, you all know that I don't do any form of exercise that involves strength. <laughs> so
3: I will go with the same as Meredith. Uh, yeah. Now we have a famous Gemini edition. Oh. Ooh. Kanye West. Oh. Donald Trump. Oh. And Barbara Bush. Oh my God. <laughs> Geminis are trash. Geminis are trash. Okay. I have to bone
1: Barbara Bush. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I'm not
4: that mad.
5: <laughs> oh God! What
4: about you, Meredith? Barbara's definitely the most boneable <laughs> wow. of all of
3: those. We're like doing the project of recuperating the Bush family legacy right here, right now. By saying, we
4: would I all suppose Bush. I would have
3: to bench Kanye Ooh. because
1: I there. Yeah, I mean, just, he, he could turn me. around. I don't know. I'm. Ugh, he
2: boning Kanye I'm blocking the orange Cheeto and I'm just gonna go ahead and bench Barbara because George was very happy to be married to her so there you game. go <laughs> there <makes> you <laughs> have it long <laughs> game some rationale it nope. can be any different any kind of wedding marriage we want it's true and now we
1: can, have a Kanye's
2: sorry
3: go and, ahead baby no 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 now we have a famous Taurus edition. Oh, okay. David Beckham, okay. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, okay. and Fran Torado. Oh my God.
1: Well, I would bone myself, obviously. <laughs> no, just kidding. I would fuck The Rock. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah.
3: I mean, mm-hmm. how could you not fuck The
1: Rock?
2: He don't would know.
3: squish your body until
4: you body. <laughs> yeah. God. I really would.
2: That man. Yeah. Fran,
4: will you marry me?
5: Uh, <laughs> oh.
4: Oh my god.
1: Okay, but you're already oh. taken Meredith.
4: It's polygamy happening right now. This is totally so. right up <laughs> to you talk. We're, we're we're rethinking marriage. Word, <laughs> word, word, word.
2: Um yeah. We're gonna I'm gonna bench David Beckham. I'm gonna bone um, the rock, and then if I survive that, I sorry, friend, I love you, but I'm gonna block you. Okay, honestly. And then take your job. Kidding.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. Come for it. <laughs> All right. How about Jaden Smith, Willow Smith, and Jada Pinkett Smith.
5: <sighs> Lord, oh, wait,
1: Jesus no. Bone,
3: Jada, Pinkett. No, wait. It's, oh, so,
1: hard. <laughs> really hard. it's so hard.
4: It's so hard to lock? pick
2: someone to block. <laughs> I know. Um. I'm going to block Jada because I find her to be the most annoying on Red Table Talk, Ooh. and I'm Ooh. going to um. I think bench Willow because I think she's going to be the most interesting to grow with over the mm-hmm. long game, okay, and okay. I'm gonna bone Jaden. Mm. Did you also there was a I,
3: picture on the interwebs the other day uh, um, a thirst trap that Jaden took of himself with poppers
2: in the background.
3: Wasn't mm-hmm. poppers; it was essential oil. I
6: disagree. <laughs> Let me
2: dream. Jaden <laughs>
4: okay.
2: yeah. is over eighteen, right? Yes, they're, yes. All, over okay. 18. they're all over eighteen. Yes. All
4: right.
1: So glad we clarified that. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of sure. over
4: Jaden, so I'd block Jaden. Okay, mm. fair. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, Jade is pretty hot. So I think. Yeah, I think, I think so too. Shade is. Very vulnerable. I think yeah. you need to. I think Sineo. you need to bone. I think I'm going to say bone Jada because I don't wow.
1: want to bench that. Like it's with all the, all the weird um, Scientology stuff.
2: <laughs> that is right. true. That was uh, that was yeah. a journey. Yeah, that's that. right, Let's
3: do two more. Uh-huh. Next up, Judith Butler, Michel Foucault, and Jose Esteban Munoz.
2: Oh.
4: So I want. I want to just say yes. that I was at Cornell, and I for a semester lived in a room that Michel Foucault lived in. Wow! Oh my gosh. So, so Joe is, a is
1: concealing his erection I right am, now. I <laughs> am and, he was, and he was apparently
4: he was apparently well known for masturbating <gasps> in. You know, just kind of like brought, you know, with like the, the door open. He was, oh sex, he, was a, he was a sex perv. Yeah, he my was a god perv. He was And he also, perv. he really hated women. Oh. Uh, which yeah. is not the best. Sounds
1: about
3: right.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh. So wait, Michelle Foucault, Judith Butler, who's the third one? Jose Esteban Munoz oh. of Cruising oh. Utopia. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, definitely. I would, I would marry or I would bench. Uh, Foucault. Okay. Interesting. Mm. I would, uh, yeah, I would bone... Jose Esteban Munoz, okay. and I would block Judith Butler. Interesting. Because Interesting. They're trans trans Because her trans politics are problematic. Uh, that, oh, okay. oh, there we go. And I once called her out on it in public. Oh, oh! No, you
1: did not. Was it at a party, or was it in front of, like, a live audience? It
4: was at a lecture with oh. 300 people. Oh, my god! In she, which she, she in, in which she criticized uh, trans people who did not identify as queer.
5: Oh! <gasps>
4: what?! That's huh. bonkers! Yeah, you know, just because as the sort of, as actually place. the sort of like normative right, 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 project. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And so... Right,
1: right, right. Mm. Fascinating. Wow. wow. Well, you just gained a lot of points just now. <laughs> <That> <laughs>
3: a, we made so many controversial choices. Thank you all so
1: much. playing. Uh, so oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
2: For our second course, we have a sexy, scintillating, stunning, and likely astonishing story <laughs> by the beautiful, incredible... Guest thought of the day, Meredith Tulusin. Yeah. And we're so excited to welcome you into the studio. Thank you for joining us. And it can be sexy, it can be messy, it can be all of the above, but regale us with your tales. Ooh, okay. Well, this one I hope is is reasonably sexy. Least, uh,
4: <laughs> because the thing the thing about being a trans woman, right, is is you go from this position of being socialized as a gay man and like, and I was socialized as a relatively quote unquote typical urban gay man, you know, Mm. like seeking sex Uh and like cruising online and offline Mm -hmm. and just like having all of these exciting adventures. And then, um, and then, but as I've, you know, grown into my womanhood, I feel like I've kind of mellowed out. But there was this wonderful sweet spot Ooh. Oh, in early transition, Ooh. when I felt like I still had a lot of that, you know, just sort of like urban gay social conditioning, the, the sluttery, yeah. the kind of like you had your your thoughtery in with my thoughtery, yeah, yeah, yeah. While at that. the same time, you know, just sort of all of us having the novelty of all of a sudden being kind of like blonde and thin yeah. and long haired and yeah. hyper femme and yeah, like. Yeah, yeah having people, you know, chase me around. And this is also, I think, partially attributed to chasers. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, I transitioned while I was a technical assistant in a cognitive science lab Ooh. at MIT. Science. Ugh. Gross. Gross. Who's <laughs> ever heard of yeah. it? The perceptual, the perceptual science group. <laughs> so, you know, which is going to be significant in the story. But... Um, this was at the time of AOL. You know, there wasn't Bloop. even social media
5: mm. yet.
4: So what I what I did to start off my thoughtery was to place a single line personal ad on AOL. Ooh, that says something like something like you know twenty young 20-something blonde Mm. blue-eyed 115 pounds oh my god God. she is Um, fat yeah very fat um and so there weren't even pictures in these ads at the time but overnight i got around 200 (gasps) responses what yeah AOL,
1: yeah. turn up. Who knew? Yeah. I need to get yeah. on yeah. AOL. Wow, no, we've
4: been sleeping the... on. I know, wow. but, but but these guys are thirsty yeah, for the you know for the for the femme with a penis. That mm. was like a thing, yeah. Mm. Um, so then one Friday, it was a Friday. Um, so I I had all of these emails, just like a ton of emails to wade through. Mm. Um, wish I had I was... those
1: kinds of emails to wade through right
4: now. <laughs> I'm thinking about my inbox
1: uh,
3: and messages, really wishing uh, that uh, it was just like um, 200 my thirsty uh, emails. My I mean, students arguing about grades. <laughs> They're like, "I got an A minus, not a B plus." Yeah. I'm like
1: invoicing and responding to people's complaints and yeah, putting out fires and I would rather be looking at nudes.
4: <laughs> so yes, yeah, so it was a Friday night, mm. and um, there was this one email which was like super sweet. And it was like three paragraphs long, which is long. That is yeah. really long. for like a you know like response email. Yeah. Um. And usually I asked for a picture, mm. but um. But it was like Friday, and I hadn't you know like I was just like getting off work, and I had nothing to do, and so I was just like okay, like I'm just going to meet this guy. Um. And so um. He met me for dinner and it was raining. Um, And the thing that I remember most is that he dropped me off at the restaurant and insisted that I... um, that I that I stay under the awning oh. of the restaurant while he parked the car because he didn't want me to get wet. Oh, that's okay. so sweet. It's rom com. Wow,
3: I am erect. Right? I am so hard. Or at under least this he didn't table. want me
4: to get wet that way.
5: I'm oh. oh. oh.
4: Speak the truth, oh, honey. Is that, is Speak
3: that a, the truth. Sheet skeet noise? No, man? I just
1: I constantly pretend like we're on a live radio show that has sound effects <laughs> <laughs> and one of those would be <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Radio exactly. lab,
1: radio lab, radio yes! oh, lab. <laughs> yeah. <no. This>
5: <laughs> radio.
4: <laughs> gay
1: deal lab oh, um, oh my god, god. that's,
2: gay very, good. Lab. that's oh very good, good. i'm, I'm
4: done i'm done <laughs> so anyway um so we had dinner and um and yeah and you know he was super complimentary he mm-hmm. was a he was a construction worker oh, like, oh my god i oh, will yes. i will i will call him tom okay. just so that you know to protect whatever like anonymity or what Mm -hmm. have you so he was he was this was in boston so he was a construction worker from the north end he was italian Mm -hmm. and um yeah and as and as you were talking he revealed to me like the type of woman that he was looking for and he had this super super specific fantasy of having a trans girlfriend who nobody knew was trans except oh. for him and they would like get married and like and you know and he would introduce her to his parents interesting and, you know and they would mm. and they um and they would just you know live happily ever after and that's what that's what he was looking for mm. how did that make you feel um, Well, at the time, I was still with my pre-transition partner, Mm. so that was sort of like a, Mm -hmm. you know, that was sort of like a tension in our date, but clearly, we were attracted to each other, Mm -hmm. so then, um, so I was just like, well, you know, he was actually still living with his parents at the time, and... And my partner was at home. Oh, so I see I was where just this like, is going. Uh-oh. So I was just like, well, This is going back uh-oh. to the lab! This is, this is going back to the
2: lab! Oh my so, god! I so, Joe. Just like,
1: Joseph Osmondson, are you speaking from experience because I, there are I've students there? know oh,
2: the answer to that question. <laughs> we don't
1: call our hoe for nothing. <laughs> and truly, what is
4: more arousing than science? I know. Uh, so, no. you know, so I was just like, okay, well... The only space that I have available is my office at oh. MIT. Oh. So on a Friday evening, we, um, yeah, like we we went back to my lab, and thankfully the thing is, and if you're in a cognitive science lab, I worked on uh, I worked on vision, uh-huh. so mm-hmm. I needed the lighting conditions to be. To be specific, when mm-hmm, I ran mm-hmm, experiments, mm-hmm. and so as a result, I had light-tight like, blinds, Ooh, which, very, oh, which wow. is very, very convenient. Um, yeah, I also had I also had a couch in uh, my in my uh, office, okay. and I have this very very clear, just like memory of like kneeling in front of him and how like his thighs were so like <sighs> yeah, you know, just sort of like sexy and needy. Uh, oh my you know, god, while I, am I was such... like.
1: A thigh thing. You really right. do. I'm a really yeah. you really do. Yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. have like a vision of like of like him like crushing you with his thigh? Yes. <laughs>
2: just, your your head stuck between his thighs, like, like, like a little kid who sticks their head into the banister. Yeah. And get it out. And That's also, like what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. And
4: also like he had this thing for like you know he and this was very very he was probably this second or third person that I became sexually involved with as a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it was. And so he started, as I was, you know, like I was, as I was giving him a blowjob, he was just like, oh, you dirty whore. You're such a Uh-oh. dirty whore. And you have never gotten that and before? And I had never gotten that before. Uh-oh. And I was just like, and I was just like, I uh, kind of like this. <laughs> oh.
2: Uh, yes. Oh. My God, I'm scandalized. Yes. Oh my I am so ready oh for God. it. And I was
4: just like, yeah, you know, like you're such a little whore, blah, 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 blah. Right. So then, yeah, we had our fun mm-hmm. in my office. Mm-hmm. And then he took me home. And then, you know, like, like I talked about the fact that I was in an open relationship. And uh-huh. he was just like, oh, you have a boyfriend and you live in. And that wasn't something that he really you know, liked. Oh, so that's fantasy. Yeah. So we had another date and then and he was just like, you know, like I really like you, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think that, you know, like so- I don't think that this is for me because mm-hmm. of the fact that you have a boyfriend. Which is fine. And then I ran into him, you know, probably like four or five months later. Oh wow. at Jacques which oh. is the which is like the trans uh, drag bar oh, in oh. what is it is it J- in J-A-C-Q C-E-E-S oh yes. got it got it, got it, got it, got it. the French
1: I was thinking like J-O-C-K no Jacques oh, yeah. 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 Jacques
4: Jacques. <laughs> Jacques. No, Jacques Jacques got it so yeah because one of my friends was participating in a trans pageant Mm -hmm. there. Um, And um, yeah, and I ran into him and he said hi and we had like this really you know, kind of like amazing you know, fun interaction. And then he was just like, oh, you know, like I have to get back to my girlfriend. (gasps) Um, Which was really, and I actually felt Really great that he found, you know, and and I'm really hoping that somewhere out there, you know, Tom, Tom. is happily married oh, to his trans stealth oh girlfriend. I mean, what you know, girlfriend now wife, you know oh that he God. that he got right. his has,
2: fantasy. Yeah,
4: yeah and true. and and that also I feel like I don't know, like I just feel like trans-attracted men are stigmatized in our culture, mm-hmm. and I've met, you know, like I. You know, don't get me wrong, I've met my fair share of problematic ones. But mm-hmm. I do. But there are ones who are wonderful and nice. And I also, I mean, I feel like over time, we kind of, like, stigmatize people for having sexualities or kinks that mm-hmm. are unusual. Mm-hmm. But why don't we frame that as, like, people having great imaginations, you know, yeah, you know what I exactly. mean? Like, as somebody who is actually kind of relatively vanilla. Sometimes <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, like, why don't I get turned on by whatever? XYZ. XYZ, yeah, I mean Z, right? Um, and and I think that it's been part of my sort of... Um, thought process thought mm. process <laughs> yeah. mm. to be more open to um you know to unusual so called unusual mm-hmm. sexual proclivities yeah.
1: Yeah. oh yeah. tom we miss you yeah. and your thighs your let's, thighs let's, let's um, come back cheers to tom his thighs, his thighs. wow yes. that's truly amazing you know what I am in head-to-toe Everlane right now. (laughs) same Z's. Are you really, Tammy? Oh, my God. This denim
2: jacket, Everlane. These shorts, Everlane. This hat, Everlane. My mock neck, Everlane. (laughs) My (laughs) (laughs) high-waisted jeans, Everlane. What color are they, Fran? Black. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. I'm wearing the burnt orange block cashmere turtleneck right now, and it is everything. Oh, my God.
1: Everlane only makes premium essentials using the finest materials without traditional markups, and they tell you their real cost, so you're never overpaying. Essentials like their Cotton Crew t-shirt are exactly what they should be. Simple,
2: stylish, and made from quality materials. Everlane's timeless essentials are just what you're looking for. No frills, just quality. And right now, you can check out our personalized collection at everlane.com slash thought spelled t-h-o-t plus you'll get free shipping on your first order that's everlane.com slash thought everlane.com slash t-h-o-t hey girl if you need help finding a brand new favorite article of clothing selected for you from a personal stylist stitch fix is here to get you some help hell yeah Stitch Fix is an online personal
3: styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle.
2: Just go to stitchfix.com slash thought, spelled T-H-O-T, and tell them your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you want to spend on each item. Ooh. You'll be paired with your very own personal stylist who will handpick items to send right to your door. Then you try them on, pay only for what you love, and return the rest. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. There's no
1: subscription required. You can sign up to receive scheduled shipments or get your fix mm. whenever you want. Mm, I need my fix. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only
3: $20, which is applied toward anything you can keep from your shipment. Get started now at stitchfix.com T-H-O-T, and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep All items in your box. Yeah, you know any. That is stitchfix.com slash THOT to get started today. One more time, stitchfix.com slash THOT.
2: This
4: message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor, Mercury Insurance. If you're looking to save some money, you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury. Because Californians save an average of $677 with Mercury. It's quick and easy, and in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to mercuryinsurance.com today to get a quote.
6: It's crazy how much we have to pay for outdated, impersonal health care, and even crazier that we all just accept it. It's time to face facts. healthcare is backwards. They then create custom, easy-to-understand plans to help guide you to achieving long-term health. With Forward, you get unlimited in-person visits with your doctor and access to care anytime via the Forward app, all for one flat monthly fee. It's time to stop accepting backwards healthcare and start moving your health forward. Visit GoForward.com today to learn more. That's GoForward.com. Hi,
0: this is Rex Chapman. You might know me from my former life as an NBA player, or from my spectacular fall from grace, or maybe just follow me on Twitter. Now I'm hosting a new podcast called Charges with Rex Chapman. Each episode centers around an interview with a famous athlete or entertainer who ran afoul of the law. We'll relive their rise to fame as well as their fall from grace and hear their side of the events that changed their lives forever. And uh, really wanna let people know with the people that we're gonna talk to that you're never as bad as your worst moment as long as you learn from it. You know, I'm planning on having guys on, the guys I know, guys I don't know who've run afoul. Uh, We call it charges because you've been charged with something. It was an ugly time. It was a tough time in your life. And that moment when it happened to you is really painful to talk about. Uh, But I think it's cathartic, and I think people will get a lot out of it. Listen to Charges with Rex Chapman on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
6: Hi, guys. Katie Lowe's here. You might know me as Quinn Perkins on Scandal. I'm also the host of Katie's Crib, a podcast about all things parenthood. Katie's Crib is back with new episodes every Thursday. We have got such an awesome lineup of guests. Michelle Buteau on having twins. Katarina Scorsone on raising three children. Kat McPhee Foster on being a new mom. We'll be covering everything from discipline to mom mombering. Tune in. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Mm. it's time we get into the meat of our discussion the thought process if you will spelled t-h-o-t, T-H-O-T. <sighs> and for today's episode marriage no i'm just kidding no i are <laughs> gonna no we're gonna cut it we're not cutting that no no i hate two princess of bride three, jokes
2: two out of three <laughs> thoughts <laughs> agree we're cutting
1: it no um today's episode theme is heteronormativity Mm. when the word is thrown around in academic circles or in the case of us thoughts, you know, like literally just at brunch, uh, (laughs) it's often seen as an insult or used in it as an insult. It's kind of like, "Mm, you're so heteronormative, you know, like, and I, that's the kind of slander that I personally have gotten in my day, at least when I was in a relationship, which has been, you know, not very many times, but that's besides the point. Uh, for two and a
3: half months in 2006? <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: but when the gays got marriage legalized in 2015, for a lot of the gays, the battle seemed over. Like, finally, we have the right to settle in and get a dog and watch Netflix six nights a week. And then the magic kind of like falls God, away, so, and then you like, so great, and you sleep in other beds, and you get divorced three years later. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, um, just like Key everyone parties. else. <laughs> but um, to all the gays that, uh, upon that announcement, were not so keen about it, they cried heteronormativity. Like, why would we want to be a part of a construct that has excluded us for centuries? So, I guess I'll start with what is the thing about heteronormativity that is most enticing to you mm. personally? Because mm. for me, it really is like the Netflix and chilling. Like mm. when I go on first dates with guys, I my fantasies are like, Oh, I can't wait until like date seven where like you come over in sweatpants with like a tub of ice cream and we just watch like That's great. a documentary. You know date like, number seven.
2: You know. Dennis <laughs> is like date number <laughs> two. Number <point>. 17? <laughs> oh, and I'm like oh. date number two. <laughs> you were know, yeah, you were date number two. I'm like date number two years in. Mm. Um great. I keep it cute. Uh yeah, no, I mean
3: the whole Partnership thing is like my favorite thing. I loved living with a partner. It made me feel amazing and having a dog and like having dinner parties and people over. I love that. I loved having a partner. I loved mm. it.
4: Mm-hmm. <sighs> my Den- first okay. my first serious relationship mm-hmm. um post transition. Um I lived in a loft in a two in San Francisco in like a two story loft. Mm-hmm. And I remember falling asleep on the couch. And I remember my boyfriend picking me up <gasps> and like taking me to bed and like laying me down in bed. Oh my God. And that was a moment when I was just like, oh my God, I'm heterosexual. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> That that is so real. I I think I'm a heterosexual too. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's definitely true that particularly as like a non-binary person who's very femme, I feel a certain attraction to the certain, like, spoils of being in a relationship with with masculinity or with someone who's masculine who I feel like will sort of more easily do certain kinds of things for me. I love it when a guy brings me flowers. I love it when I'm on a date with a guy who, like, has his hand on the small of my back as we're walking down the street and opens all the doors for me and, like, shit like that. Like, I'm obsessed with that, and I feel like that's very heteronormative. When they pay the bill. Oh. well listen that's not heteronormative normative. that's just being a millennial who works at a non-profit and lives in new york city oh okay, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. um oh no it is heteronormative. <laughs> <laughs> um, i don't i don't expect to pay the bill f- until we're at least three dates in but that's a different conversation no the thing that i really that that offers me the most comfort when i think about myself in a scenario that seems very heteronormative or have been in a scenario that is more heteronormative is the idea that there's a certain amount of there's a certain way in which I feel like I don't have to to critique it or think about it I can just like fall into it because I grew up in a heteronormative home with a with my parents who are heterosexual and very happily married for 44 years and that's what I was around and so there's a there's an automaticness to it that um that is like oh like I can take a break mm. like I don't have to like Be on guard about this. This is just like the way it's supposed to be. There's an Mm. ease that I perceive it having.
1: That's really, I mean, yeah, that's absolutely it for me too. I crave that kind of um, the automatic nature of it.
5: I relate
4: to that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's totally fair. I've been, I'm planning a wedding (gasps) right now. (gasps) Oh, girl. Wait,
1: (laughs) I just have to say, I'm actually, I'm changing my answer. It's not Netflix. It's planning a wedding because I I don't want to get married. But I need to have a fucking wedding. And oh it needs to be blown up. It needs to be, like, in the front page of the New York Times style section. And, like, it's, I just, like, I will be... My a,
3: worst nightmare.
1: A bridezilla. Not of
2: not that I don't want you to, like, get married to an actual person, because I would love that if that's what you want, Fran. But mm-hmm. I feel like you getting married to yourself and actually planning an incredible wedding to yourself should be on the cover just of This Times name, magazine. Yeah.
1: Carrie and Sex in the Carrie City. city. Yeah. yeah. But Meredith, Sex you're, you're getting married. Yes. I'm sorry to mean to
2: interrupt. Oh, no, no, no.
4: Yeah, I am getting married. So these conversations are really live, right? And I... Just recently decided to wear a dress oh. um, to to my wedding after a period of just being like, okay, like how you know, like do I want to you know just sort of like do I want to in some way subvert my mm-hmm. wedding outfit, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the idea of subverting my wedding outfit is that I like the idea in principle, mm. but the work that it would actually take for me to figure out how to do it in a way that would satisfy my, you know, just sort of, like, aesthetic ideas and, you know, like, having to, like, work with a designer, having to, like, deal with, mm. all, of um, with all of that mm. just doesn't, you know, it, I, in the end, it didn't feel like that effort was worth She's being like, actually, I look good in a wedding dress. Right. Oh my god! <laughs> and lace is pretty. Lace is um, really pretty. Yeah. Did you buy it? Did you buy the dress? Have you? Are you looking? Yes. Have you found? Oh. Wait, yeah.
2: Have you found it? Or are you still? You're still no, looking. No, I found the dress. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. How long did it take you? Sorry. How long did it take you to find it? It didn't take me that long.
4: You know, just because I'm in like a, you know, like I'm a low. I try to be sort of... I'm also finishing a memoir right now. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I just... I needed... And also, the thing that you should know about getting wedding, like, you know, high-end wedding dresses is that if you order them less than six months before the wedding, you start getting rush fees for... Because it takes them Mm. that long to make... You know, because, like, they make them. Right. Mm. Also, that I'm not paying sense. for the wedding. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Well, Is that a heteronormative thing <laughs> in general, <laughs> too,
1: maybe? But that's not like what's hurt to me. Mm-hmm.
3: I have, I mean, I'm sensing this tension between uh, the ease of heteronormativity mm-hmm. that it allows us to fit into relationship paradigms that we grow up with that feel comfortable because they are. No, normative means normal
5: mm-hmm.
3: so that that we have you know you fit into a mold you sort of inherently understand mm-hmm. what a relationship is and what your role is versus sort of the the possibility of queerness which is like there are no rules and we get to make them all up but goddamn that what i'm sensing in the room is like that that can be exhausting mm-hmm. to have to do that all the time
4: but also liberating mm-hmm. at right. the same time right, 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 right? Right, right, right you know like i think i think that that's those that i think however you want to construct your relationships, you can you can be productive mm-hmm. in certain ways. That's the wonderful thing, for me at least, I feel like in my relationship, which has aspects both of a heterosexual relationship, you know, since I am um, you know, I'm I'm um my fiance is genderqueer, but, you know, male presenting mm-hmm. and um and Takes male pronouns, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and while at the same time, we have a clear understanding that our gender roles are not fixed, right? Right, right, right. right. Um, yeah. Because because mm-hmm. when I was there was a period of time when I was really, really invested in dating. You know, like super straight guys. Ooh, you know, just very, like, just very, very you kind know, of like. Workers? You had no, actually, no, no, no. no more um, construction workers for you. Well, you know, like I dated. An astrophysicist at MIT who like played Ooh. football in There's college. There's nothing more heterosexual than that. <laughs> you know, that sort of you know who was like who played football and was from Texas. You know that Ooh. sort of thing. Wow. Um. Yeah. You know, just sort of. But the thing that I realized was that in order for me to date somebody that's straight, I had to be somebody. You know, because yeah, like yeah, the yeah, person yeah, yeah. was envisioning mm-hmm. a woman who was who fulfilled. That mold. And even though, you know, the people that I was in relationships with knew that I was trans, they weren't really interested in the specifics of my transness. Right, 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 right. They just right. treated it as, you know, oh, like you're trans, but I can't tell, you know, like people can't tell and it's just, it's fine, right? Do and
3: feel, I, I'm liberal. Do you feel like they sort of, um, that you were attracted to that sort of? cis straight man because it validated your womanness. Was oh,
4: absolutely, that... absolutely, mm. and also that it made me feel like, oh, you know, like I'm not because, like, the other thing is, the other thing that I felt was that I was inferior to cis women. Oh. Right, right, and right, right. Being right, right. with, mm-hmm. you know, being with people who cis women coveted mm. meant that I was not inferior to them because right, they wanted right, right. my boyfriend. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Vindictive, ah, I love it. I'm a petty bitch. Yes,
2: listen, I I live the petty, I have said ever since I graduated from college that the whole reason why, when if when I get married, I want a big ass diamond on my engagement ring so is specifically so that I can walk around midwestern suburban malls and look at white cis women and be like, "What now, bitch? My <laughs> ring is oh bigger my than God, yours." Wow. Yes, and as I true
5: said,
1: as I have said before, there is truly nothing that has. Garnered my success more, or given put more years on my life than vengeance. Like truly, (laughs) it's my favorite thing. It just, Um,
2: it's it's the best. So welcome to petty marriage.
1: Yes. So
3: I feel like one of the things for me that I loved about being in a relationship is just that, in a long-term committed relationship, living together, that very heteronormative relationship, is that it makes life so much easier Mm. because it's just cheaper to live. It's like our society is set up tax breaks.
4: Mm. That's an important. Do we think of living together? As a couple, as heteronormative, I'm not sure. Like, that's as a great question. question. So it can I be. mean, I, mean, I think I think
3: that the relationship that I had where I lived together was a fairly conventional heteronormative relationship. It was something that was like, oh, we're, we're you know we're working towards getting married or whatever. Um, you had a dog. We had a dog and everything, but that it just it made my life so much easier because everything was so cheaper. And I feel it just makes me think about the way that. Um, Institutions like marriage, Fran, you were like, oh, we've been waiting so long for marriage. And so it sort of feels like we've been rejected from that. So why would we want it? But I think there are a lot of people who also like have... Materialist critiques of the institution of marriage exactly. and its mm-hmm. and its placement within capitalism and its history as a heteropatriarchal institution, mm-hmm. and so it's actually the material critique of the institution that's like, no, do we, we might not actually want that, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, it makes our life so much easier mutual three,
4: three people is even cheaper oh my
3: god <laughs> that's
2: true yeah. that's an argument that, thank you that is an argument. For <laughs> Joe Osmondson Thrupple! so oh I did the DMs <laughs> who want a. I love you Joe. so much, Meredith. Joe <laughs> is so ready for that. Thruple. Meredith Aww. here with the solutions. <laughs> okay, <And> done.
3: <laughs> me and three people in, in one apartment and one relationship, there would be murder oh <laughs> and and it, murder. and it would be me. That would be murder. I
4: said <laughs> yes, what? I dated a couple. It was really fun. Oh, went, oh. oh. So, but that I was, was going-
1: not. That would so. Here's a. I mean, I guess we should back up later. But I'm curious about Threpple. Talk to me about this real quick. So you dated a couple.
4: Was I that- I did at when I was starting my relationship with Josh. Basically, when I'm single. Mm. I range yeah. mm. she's got the range okay I'm a ranger <laughs> so <laughs> i i don't you know like i don't do this, I don't do this like one person at a time, bullshit,, yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah, yeah. you know, so I usually date like three or four people, mm. and so during the time that I was like starting dating Josh, who is my Fiance. Oh, oh. Um, that sounds so nice. I know right? it just came a little in my, my up. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> um, I was also I was also dating a same sex couple, Toby oh. and Michael, who were wonderful. And and the really the thing that obviously like I for whatever reason like I'm always just like envisioning remembering things in bed, but like waking up. And, you know, like being in the middle of the bed and just like turning around, just being like, oh, what, a man. what a, you know, that's such a cute guy who smells so nice. And ah! then like turning the yes! other way and just being like, oh, there's another cute guy who ah! smells so nice. Uh. You know, it's is it's actually really amazing. Oh my god! Um, oh. But yeah, but it's also, but it's it also means that you're in a relationship. You're in three relationships, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, you're in a rela- You're in your individual relationships with the two people. Yeah, and you're in a relationship as a group. Wow! Right, and I think that was, and there was like intra intra relationship jealousy of course, dynamics. Really hard. Yeah, and I'm kind of, I'm a relatively so I I try to be a low drama relationship person. She tries. Yeah, I'm curious so it, about. It this got sentence. a little bit too overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. You know, yeah. yeah.
1: I'm curious. So um, I mean, we bring this up. I'm curious now if we can actually go back because Meredith, you said is living together heteronormative, right. which is like right. I was like, of course it is, and then I was like. But it's it's also the queerest thing ever. Exactly. And so I'm curious if we 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 have a general sense of what the word heteronormative means. We know the dictionary definition. What is or isn't heteronormative? How would you begin to answer that? Like.
3: I'm just looking so, at Joe. I mean, so I, I um actually prefer the term homonormativity, oh, which is a term coined by Lisa Duggan. Dugan Duggan? Dugan. Dugan, um, who's a, a queer theorist. And the notion was that it is um, you know, queer people get really gay people buying into priv- the privilege of the institutions that exists for mm, through heteronormativity. So things uh things like marriage, for example. Um, and it is it's very classed, right, because marriage tends to be an institution about wealth distribution. Uh, it makes it much easier for you to pass on your wealth to your partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was indeed the case that went to the Supreme Court. And one was about exactly that thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, well, of course, marriage is an issue that affects all queer people. Uh, the material benefits of marriage affect richer queer people much more than other queer people. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's analysis of this entire set of sort of power distributions within the rights that we're working for. And it was at a time in the movement when we were really worried, essentially, about upper middle class rights. Mm -hmm. And then the question becomes, why are those the pinnacle or why are they the forefront of our struggle? Why is not, for example, the fact that you can get fired still to this day in many states for being queer Mm -hmm. or trans, why is the right to work as a queer person Mm -hmm. any job from working a service job at mcdonald's to the ceo of a company why is that not the pinnacle of uh the rights conversation we're
4: having so that's and 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 i would also argue that there is an evolving trans no trans whatever you want to call it normativity you know Mm -hmm. that as trans narratives are becoming more mainstream what happens is that there are particular trans narratives that get you know, that get elevated Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. others that are, you know, others that are put down, right? And that's something that I'm super, super conscious about. Obviously, as somebody who is socially committed to upholding, um, you know, the lives of every trans person Mm -hmm. while at the same time increasingly living um, a life that it, and coming from that background while at the same time living a life that is more privileged than a lot of trans people mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: so do you feel meredith that like trans normativity has to do with like like passing with class are the voices that are elevated um you know more people who fit into the binary than the non-binary uh, is it about like your position in terms of uh, media outreach or your position in terms of like Having wealth or having access,
4: I feel like it can be complicated, but definitely one of the aspects of it is the more that you look like a cis person, right? Mm-hmm. The more that um, you're privileged, and and it's very difficult. What's really hard, it, you know, like as somebody who has like super super, um, you know, like I would say radical politics, mm-hmm. while at the same time you know, I have both cis passing and white passing privilege, I am constantly in a position where I'm querying my place within Mm -hmm. the community and my role as somebody who speaks Mm. on behalf of the community, right? Um, And when I make choices around my relationships and around, you know, this specific issue of heteronormativity, that's another, you know, that's another aspect that I think about because... It reminds me a lot of when I, you know, like I've been presenting relatively androgynously, mm-hmm. you know, the past year. But it has but the way that I present androgynously has kind of there's like this weird analogy that I have around mm. um around um you know, like the makeup free movement. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Tell us about it. Like, I can present more androgynously because I pass as cis, even Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. I present androgynously. Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. when people know that I'm trans, I'm not trans in a way that is confrontational Mm -hmm. to people, Mm -hmm. right? And so I try to be really careful about just being like, oh, you know, like, I don't, you know, like, I don't subscribe to the binary. Because for a lot of trans people, you know, binary passing is in many ways, a survival mechanism, whether, mm-hmm. you know, whether in their past or in their present, right? Oh. I'm curious if you,
1: upon deciding, because how long have you been with your partner? We've been together five years in February. Was, were you always pro-marriage? No. Okay, okay, so ah! tell me. That was so. Uh, yes. That was a really Swift. quick answer. So tell me about the journey from being
4: against it, per se,
1: to... Getting, getting married engaged. Engaged. Well, in a wedding dress.
4: Okay, yeah. Like so, first of all, you know, we've always had an open relationship. Um, there was a period of time when we called it a poly relationship, mm-hmm. except that I'd never I've only been in open relationships. Um, and I've never been in a poly relationship. Mm-hmm. And I kind of realized that I'm probably not poly. I'm probably mm-hmm. just a slut. Wow. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Deeply oh on
3: brand. An important Deeply.
2: distinction. Deeply means needs brands. to be named. <sighs> oh, my God. Okay. I'm so all about
4: continue. it. Continue. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, when Shash and I on our first date, you know, we were just like, yeah, like, I don't, you know, don't believe in marriage. Don't, you know, like, hate this idea that there are these, like, stages, these life stages that you have to go through, like, marriage and kid and, and, like, this entire sort of life trajectory. We wanted to create um, our own relationship dynamic for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, and essentially what happened was we ended up, you know, like we lived together starting in 2015. Um, we increasingly became, you know, each of us became a more and more important Part of each other's lives, Mm -hmm. we increasingly realize that, you know, that regardless of um, how we feel about other people, even if we have sex with other people, which I actually haven't since we started living together, Mm -hmm. I'm in a poly relationship with my book. That's what I. Oh, I'm feeling that. That sounds like paper cutty. So, yeah, so as that continued to happen then we ended up actually going to a wedding in Tulum mm. with um Josh's best friend got married in Tulum last summer um and we ended up phew, we ended up like taking a walk on the beach. Oh my god! Oh my god! And after the wedding, oh, and then um, lying down and looking at the stars. And oh then we were god. just like, "This wedding was really fun." You know, like it was just like, "Oh, you know, what? You know, um, what do you feel about marriage now?" And it's just like, "Oh, it's so great to, you know, like, the idea of of bringing together all our friends." Your friends yeah. and, mm.
3: I mean, I think the best part of queer relationships are the flexibility and the ability to grow with one another Mm -hmm. and the ability to like be critical of institutions and critical of your engagement with them. But understand that there's no way to be clean of homo or heteronormativity. There's no way to escape capitalism we live in it regardless of how we decide to integrate those institutions into our life and if
1: being queer is about being flexible flexible in your belief systems and the powers that be in the things that you previously believed in you previously believed that you didn't agree with marriage and then all of a sudden you want to get married isn't that queer <laughs>
4: revolution <laughs> darling.
1: yes thank revolution. you
3: and then we die
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> a lovely note to end on, Joseph revolution.
1: Thank in, and you. then Thank we you die for depressing us all <laughs> um, <yes. laughs> uh I'm feeling full but like I could fit one more thing inside me mm. Dennis knows what I'm talking about mm. it's time for our dessert our scrumptious little uh Thing at the end of every single episode that we recommend to all y'all. Thoughts that mm-hmm. just you know, it's sweet.
4: It just hits the spot. It you know? hits the spot. Mm. Polishes
1: you mm. off.
3: <laughs> <And>
4: <laughs> no. Today, mm. I thought you were going to say anal beads, but uh, oh my god! Listen! Oh, I and mean also
1: anal beads. Today's I, dessert is anal, anal beads. beads. Wait, <laughs> next week. Actually, actually, actually like I, I, I mean, wait, I haven't tried them yet, so I need to. Oh, I've never, they are one. Have you beads. ever pulled them
3: out when you come? Well, yes. are we doing anal beats <laughs> now? Because
2: uh, uh, uh. Uh, Do you want to take it away, Dennis? Um, I do. Okay. So as you all know, Michelle Obama is book touring, is still book touring, has been book touring for what feels like a long time and will be book touring for a long time because her book sold 2 million copies in 15 days, breaking all kinds of records. But this conversation for me is not so much about the book. It's about the things that Michelle has said while promoting the book. So... Mm. This is And this is the thing to me about having the first black family in the White House, and I'm just going to say it, because black people, we always do shit different. And a lot of the times, we're going to say what we need to say. And this is the thing that excites me about Michelle. Ever since her book came out, she has come forward about so many things that I feel like no other first lady would have ever said or ever felt like they could have said. And I kind of feel like Michelle Obama just is like in that spot where she's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to speak my truth. She's come out about the fact that both Sasha and Leah were um, conceived through IVF, which is incredible. She's come out about the fact that marriage counseling was critical to the success of her marriage to Barack Obama, both before the White House and getting through the White House. She has, um, she visibly shaded the fact that Donald Trump tried to say that he had the biggest audiences at the inauguration ever. She by Felicia Donald Trump on Jimmy Fallon, oh, it, which was amazing. And she also penned this really incredible like section of her book where she talked about how optically their team in the White House would absolutely have said that her face during the first inauguration in 2017 for Donald Trump um, that they would have said, if that were Brock, like, oh, that's a problem. Like, you have to fix your face. You have to do whatever you have to be appropriate. Yeah, always, yeah. And she was like, the optics of this are bad. What is happening is bad, and I'm not going to pretend otherwise. And so she made the active decision to just wear her feelings on her face during that day. Wow. And she's coming out and saying all of these things that I feel like need to be said, mm-hmm. and that I've never encountered another First Lady who's come away from the White House and said these things, and she's just like putting it all out there. Mm. So I love, I love I, it. I
4: love that you use the language of coming out. Uh, you know? I'm <laughs> coming out. <laughs> Are you <laughs> arguing that that Michelle Obama is behaving in a queer
2: manner? Oh. I actually, oh, actually, God. I do feel it. I mean, like. You know, I am not like a student of queer theory in the way that like some of us are, but I actually do feel like there are certain ways in which the Obama's approached the White House and approached the presidency both during and afterward that did kind of queer oh. the political conversation. Oh my god.
3: I just I
2: My favorite thing about the queering of
1: Michelle Obama was when <laughs> was when in conversation uh on her book tour when she uh someone asked her about Cheryl Sandberg and the phenomenon of leaning in, and she was, was like, great. "Well, I don't know. Sometimes that shit don't work, yeah. you know." Like, <laughs> and swore for the first yep. time since we probably known like her, at least I've known her in yeah. the public eye. Like, yeah. it was yeah. zonkers and I was like, "Wow, yeah." She truly doesn't have to. Ca- it's not that she doesn't care; it's that she doesn't have to care. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to manicure herself for yeah men. Well,
4: Kosowski Cedric did famously argue that being fat is queer. So oh. perhaps, yeah. correct, correct, yes. perhaps being, mm. you know, being Michelle Obama. Being post, mi- <laughs> post uh, first lady Are you calling fat? Well. <laughs> My question though is how do we feel about how she feels about George W. Bush?
3: Exactly.
4: Oh. So uh, This is is not meaning
3: to be an uncritical lens, but also a celebration of the ways that even maybe people who are deeply embedded at this point in power can also do small things to subvert that power. Thanks
1: for that dessert. Yeah, (laughs) Um, those desserts. All of those desserts.
5: (laughs) This
3: episode of Food for Thought was made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and also our new home at Forever Dog. You're not even doing it right. I'm so sorry. Forever Dog. Dog. Our producer is the lube to our butt sex, Alexandra De Palma, and our social media manager, Christina Tucker, lifts me up higher than poppers. Of course. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, or we'll hex you with seven years of having to do nothing but top. Oh my uh, God. I know it's wow. so bad. That's I am Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com.
1: I'm Fran. You can find me at Fran Squish Co on all social
2: media and also Venmo. <laughs> I'm Dennis Norris II. And you can find me on Twitter at The Earl T H E E A R L D E N D E N. And
4: I'm Meredith Lucin. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at OneDemaris.
1: Each. <laughs> <laughs>
3: merit. Find us on Instagram at gay sluts who read and join us on Facebook and Twitter at food for thought pod, where each week we pin some questions at the top of our page to continue this discussion. Sign up for our newsletter and see a list of everything we're reading and some extra delectable content at food And finally, email us with your questions, thoughts, concerns, and Dick pics at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. As always, that is food, the number four. And thought spelled how?
2: T-H-O-T.
4: Sorry, sorry for derailing. We are you Obama- an anal beads <laughs> fan? <laughs> because oh, we can do this. We can do anal beads.
2: I have experience.
4: I actually, you know, I am not that much of an anal beads fan okay, because no. I, you know, I now have a vagina. And uh. I feel like Bummer. I think of
2: I think, yeah. <laughs> But you also still have an anus But I Meredith doesn't make you happy but the, but the,
4: You know but the anus Kind of reminds me of like a multifunction Machine you know like a oh, copier mm, Fax It is yeah. a copier fax It's,
3: oh a, it's a copier fax, fax scan print <laughs> And you know sometimes how the ink runs Because it wasn't ready to scan It was just printing And it gets the ink
4: everywhere me
2: every time. We're recording right We're recording right I kind, of,
4: I kind of just feel <laughs> like, you know, it's like a dedicated machine.
5: <laughs> it requires
4: oh, a little bit more maintenance. Oh, absolutely. But, it's, know, like it's like owning a sob. Yeah, exactly.
5: <laughs> you have your facts!
6: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.